You're listening to the Tennis.com Podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey guys, welcome to the Tennis.com Podcast here, uh, another two-man show today, this week. Uh, I'm here with Tom Parada, I'm Ed McGrogan, uh, nice to join us here, and we're talking about, uh, you know, after a pretty interesting weekend of tennis, both on the ATP and WTA side, um, We'll start up in Toronto, where it was a uh, it was a weekend where all the big names kind of came back after Wimbledon, and all the big names showed up too. They all made the semifinals, but in the end, it was Andy Murray who was uh, the best of the bunch there. Um, and he's done this act before, Tom, where he's you know he, he's done it at the Masters level. But I guess the question is, does it continue on to the big time in a couple weeks in uh, in Queens? Uh, that's the only question for Andy Murray at this point. He, you know, he's proven he can beat anyone. Um, he just hasn't beaten the big, big names at the biggest tournaments. He's beaten Nadal in Australia, and he's beaten Nadal at the U.S. Open, but he's never gone and finished off a big tournament. Um, that's what we're going to have to look for at the U.S. Open. I mean, the guy, you know, he's he's an amazing player, and I love the way he played out there. He's very aggressive, but not overly aggressive. He was aggressive at the right time. His defense was still there served really well, which is sometimes a problem for him. Looked very confident, played smart. But it you know, it's tough to it's tough to pick him to win the open. He's certainly a, a strong contender, but he's it's it's a different it's a different stage and that's what he that's the next level for him. But I mean if the guy doesn't win a major someday, I mean I'll I'll be shocked. He's got tons of talent. Yeah, I mean I I remember I think in Murray if you're looking for positives as Murray fans I, even in even in his loss at to Nadal at Wimbledon, I thought he I thought that he played actually pretty well in that match. I thought it was at least more of an aggressive mentality than he showed against Federer in Australia, and you know that definitely continued over to this week. He he also did something well. He didn't do in LA. I thought for the at least in the final was serve well. He got especially right at the end. He got some very key points against Federer to keep that match from going to a second set breaker. So he showed a lot. He showed. You know improvement there, but the return has always been you know incredible, and I thought that was even better this week than I've seen before. And um, you know, it, it was a it was a very convincing argument for Murray going down the road. But like you said, it's it's you know the question remains. But I, I took the Wimbledon loss from a different angle. I saw it as kind of a a downer if you were a Murray fan because I thought he did play pretty well and Nadal basically kicked his butt i mean it was close but he was in control the whole time he had a lot more than murray on every shot he even outserved him it was you know and then at, at a big moment where you know that was the match that he had to win because then you play burditch in the final yeah Djokovic in the final where you know really that's murray having a very good chance to yeah, win he, in that matchup he, he he didn't come up with a good enough before he's he's always good murray but it wasn't it wasn't big time, which it, is what he needed. It would certainly help Murray if he didn't have to, I think, run into Roger at the Open. He's had such trouble against him in the finals. But inevitably, it's going to come down, I think, to that test again where he's going to have to prove it again. He's not going to – somehow I, I don't think the gods are going to give him that clean draw to give him the uh, to give him the door to knock down that first slam. A lot of guys playing well right now who are healthy, so you would think it's not going to be easy. But, I, I, you know, hard courts are his best surface to me. I mean, I, I really think – that's that is a difference for him, and he's going to be a huge. He's going to be. I wouldn't want to play him at, at that tournament if I was one of the top, one of the guys ranked above him. That's for sure. He's going to be very tough to beat. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I was just thinking about the other semifinalists. I, you know, I think this was overall a really nice comeback from from Federer, and you know, but I actually wanted to mention just Djokovic for a minute. He, you know, he, he had a kind of a kind of a cushy draw into the semis, and he looked, you know, stumbled at the beginning. But for a couple sets there, uh, or for the second set, and for most of the third, that was speaking of someone who's kind of needed to play a little more aggressive, like Murray. I thought. That was an impressive sign from him as well. Um, you know, he's another player that's kind of might not know what you're going to get for a little bit. But I, I actually took a little bit from Djokovic in that match too against Federer. Um, he's been he's his stock is way way down this year, but it's down a lot farther than it should be. To me, he still has a lot. He has a lot of game, and he, and he's played pretty steady, and he's been in the latter stages of you know a lot of the big tournaments. But he does seem to hit this wall come the final weekend where he can't can't get past and he doesn't look he just doesn't seem like a really dangerous player like he used to when the first couple years and when he came up and when he finally won the Australian Open I thought well this guy's dangerous he has a lot of stuff that he can hurt you with and now I see him out there and he's very good but he doesn't look like he can hurt anybody and that's what that's what he needs to find again is you know I don't think there's a fear about him like there used to be. Yeah, the hangdog attitude doesn't seem to help either. He just, no, it doesn't he, help. Yeah. Um, but, then, you know, he, he had some of that before, and he still was able to, you know. Not just disappear kind of in, right. in long stretches and everything, yeah. Um, w- I guess you should mention Federer here. Th- you know, that's a long break. Um, oh, the old man, old yeah. man Roger, 29. Yeah. He looked, I thought he looked really – I thought he looked good. Yeah. And he moved well and – Volleyed pretty well at times, backhands, you know, some shanks, normal stuff. But the serve was pretty good, and that's a big sign. If he's serving really well at the Open, tough to beat him. I mean, you know, he should have won the Open last year. He was right there. He really yeah, he had Del Potro. Second just Del Potro, give him credit, came back. But uh, yeah. I think he's going to be totally happy with this tournament. And I don't. I think it's better for him. He doesn't mind, I don't think, losing to Mari Toronto because he still knows in the back of Mari's mind that he thinks, I haven't beaten him on the big stage and Federer knows how to win on those. And if he gets a good warm up and, you know, plays a bunch of matches in Cincinnati and stays healthy, I think he goes into the open field and pretty good. About yeah. Himself. I did. I did think after the Burdich win and then the Djokovic win, it was kind of house money at that point. And especially that Burdich win, Burdich um, win was big. That was just, you know, that's the match he lost to Burdich earlier to beg. That, that was the kind of match he was losing for a little while now. 5-2 down, am I, am I not yeah. mistaken? Five, and yeah, he's five, had trouble on break points all year, and he got better at that this tournament. I think, you know, the confidence is going to start to come up. He can play better than this, He's and if he does, he's going to be in good shape. Yeah. You expect anything out of um, just Cincinnati, just looking at It's kind of a, a strange tournament where it's, you know, We've seen some odd results in the past to that one. It's the week after a long event like this, and you know, any any sort of prediction as to what these tournaments suffer because you know back to back. I think the players are beaten up, but I think what people don't think about is the players actually want it that way because otherwise they have to be here getting ready for the Open for longer. Right. So I don't really think that's going to change, and the, and the tours and and the Open would like it that way too. But I think you do get some you get some funky results because of that. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. I would expect the big four. To do pretty well at this tournament too, just because they're so far ahead of everybody else. Yeah, but yeah. you know, if Mari wins it again, I mean, that's great for Mari, but he's got even more pressure at that point. That's, you win the two big yeah. tournaments and you come into the Open, and there's nothing, there's nothing left you're for only, you to do. You're only, there's very little room to go up, and just a lot of room to go down. Yeah, um, Cincy this week it was it was the the women there. Um, 
it was a Williams's field, but they got a for a number of reasons. It got some uh, you know nice results from I guess a women's tennis fan's point of view. You got a nice final with Kleisters and Sharapova. I mean, nice in name only is kind of a, a very odd final the way it all played out. Pretty promising tournament if if you're a WTA uh, official. You have no, you don't have either of the Williams sisters, and Justine Anna is hurt, and you have a pretty compelling tournament. Sam Stoser. Ivanovich didn't play semis. either, you know. So yeah, Ivanovich made the semis. Yeah, it was um, a term where both top seeds, whatever, if you want to consider them the top seeds, Yankovic and Wozniacki went out early, and then you still had a really, you know, f- formidable weekend slate of matches there. But but two, I say two things coming out of this tournament. One, it's great to see Sharapova playing well again, and she's a real contender at the Open. She's won it before, and it's got the perfect game for it. Two injuries. Now she has a foot injury. We're not sure yet how bad it is. Hopefully, it's not bad. Ivanovich finally started to play well again. She has a foot injury. It's ligaments, so it's not a fracture. So hopefully that's not so bad either. I mean, I you know, there were some numbers out early this year on the women's tour that injuries are down. And, I, you know, it's tough to say you disbelieve the numbers without having your own data and proving it. But, you know, they're still they're still out there and cropping up. And Serena and Venus are both sidelined now. And Justine's out. And now Sharapova's hurt. Ivanovich is hurt. Yeah, it, it, it kinda, going into the open, yeah. you know, Kleisters may win by being the only player in the tournament. By default, yeah. Well, and, and you look back at Kleister, not just for that, just she's healthy, but she won the last significant hardcore event in the spring in Miami, and now she's taken down this one too. So, and of course, she won the open last year. So it's yeah, uh, hardcore's are her best, and yeah. I was surprised at the way she sort of flamed out in Australia. She just had a really off day. I mean, that can happen, and you know, especially she's still in the midst of coming back and getting a consistent schedule, something that works for her, but. She's going to be tough to beat there just because she's so athletic, yeah. gifted, and so steady. Got it off both wings. That backhand is just spectacular, in my opinion. And to my mental uh, strength, too, in, in Ohio, my, I mean, we have – she was 5-2 down – or I think she was also 5-2 down against Sharapova. Um, I think she may – In the five, – 5-2 five, or 3 in I the think final. I think 3, and she faced 3 and match points, too. The 3 match points. And there's rain long. delays and all weird stuff going on and – yeah, and tough situation. Back, yeah, and and takes the third set pretty handily there. Some of that's luck too. I mean, yeah. not not to take credit away from her, but three match points, a player of Shower Provi's caliber. I mean, it just you got to feel you're pretty lucky to get out of that one. Yeah, um, Sharapova, That's that's you know I, I've been kind of a disbeliever on her. I've been harping on the serve and everything. It, she still it, has some yips when the pressure's on. So it's a miss, but I, I I did like when they you know. When there's, she's definitely reverted to the old motion where it's bringing the racket down and taking a long loopy swing and and it's it, you know higher toss and everything, but it seems to have definitely paid off so far this summer. And um, well, she's more comfortable with that. I think the concern going back and why she changed it was that there was concern that maybe that motion was what helped cause the injury, and after the injury, it was that it would exacerbate the injury. But now that she's healed, it seems that they've decided it's okay to go with this. She's clearly more comfortable with it, and that's a big plus. Hopefully she stays healthy. I mean, the shoulder injuries are really tough to to manage over time. Yeah, she's she this week for Montreal. So it was a it was a, mentioned as a foot injury. You know, and it's unclear how yeah. what, what exactly it is or how serious it is. But she said it was pretty painful. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what happened to Ivanovich. It was a it was an ankle or I believe an ankle injury. And she uh, said it's ligaments on her website. And yeah, she said she heard a crack when it happened, which is a good thing. It isn't a crack. Yeah, she, yeah. Just three games in that final uh, or that semifinal there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was you know, it was a tricky week overall. If you're watching, I think on TV or in the arenas of these, we had a lot of um, you know 
there there is a you know retired match. You had rain delays. There is TV. You know some TV issues as well. I, I know you were talking about that too. It just I it, found the TV to be endlessly frustrating. I'm you know very sorry to say, and I think there were a lot of fans who you know sent me notes over the weekend, especially saying the same thing. You know it's the a huge tournament going into the U.S. Open. It's part of the U.S. Open series. Yeah, things are either shown on tape delay or you're not sure when they're on or what channel they're on. Oh, wait, Little League Baseball is delayed. Or there's, <laughs> there's you know, pre-world tournament NBA basketball that doesn't mean anything that's on a minute. And I understand maybe tennis's ratings aren't high enough to justify these things, but it's very frustrating, and you can't expect a lot of people to watch if, if a tournament is bouncing around all over the place. And you have matches that weren't even shown. Federer Birch was not shown in the U.S. If, well, it was, but I'm, not by design. It right. was not scheduled to be shown, but they cut into it because the previous uh, women's match was so yes, short. Yes, that's right. And they, I think they picked up a feed that wasn't their cameras because the angle was really high and awkward. And it if didn't, it, it, yeah, didn't if look it was as one good. of those ad hoc type of deal, it probably was. You know, not the it looked kind like of the world broadcast feed. we want. Yeah, that would be standard. Yeah. Um, but a credit to them that they actually did it. But the previous night, which was uh, well, the previous match, the Nadal match, was not on either. Um, and then yesterday, you know, both finals on tape delay, even though you could have picked up Federer and Murray live after the rain delay. Instead, they went to the women on tape delay and then showed Federer and Murray on, on even further tape delay. Yeah, it was about two, <laughs> two and a half out. Like, if you if you were actually oblivious I, to the all first the round delays. Of the US, yeah, first yeah. round of the U.S. Open's already over, and we're just finding out who wins <laughs> Cincinnati I mean, or wins Toronto. It does, it's yeah, a it's very, very frustrating moment for tennis fans. I think it gives tennis fans a bit of a complex where they feel like their sport is uh, – second third class citizen which you know on tv a lot of times it is even going into the open and that's a scary thing yeah and it it doesn't help that in previous years we've seen you know we've seen we've heard these problems before and i guess the you know the weather is always something that unfortunately it's going to be have to have to deal with there's been the past two u.s open finals have been on mondays we've had just you know it's it's kind of a in with all the it's two it's two two in a row two in a row yeah yeah, two monday finals yeah. You know, with all the new TV and all the new all the new coverage, it, you'd think it's been a little you know, nicer to be a fan. It can be; it's been a little more frustrating. But those are things out of the sports control. But like you said, these things here are things that I think better decisions could have been made, especially on especially this past Sunday. That was really strange with all that was going on there. So. Uh, it just it just makes it makes the sports seem more disorganized and more disorganized with its TV partners and tournament officiating partners people who are running the tournaments and sponsors than it really is and and that's just the, it makes your sport look unhealthy which i don't really think the sport is that unhealthy so it's a shame that 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 perception is put out but you'd say it's probably disorganized would you give me that at least oh you know I mean, yeah you know it is this this one thing though I, this yeah. bit of disorganization makes the sport look chaotic and 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 hurting which it's not it, and it's not that hard to fix. Yeah, that's my point. I'm I, with you it is. That. It is very disorganized. Yes, but it's not. It's not something that's that difficult to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're gonna take a, or touch back on Tom and I. Will be back on Wednesday, I believe, for a uh, it works little, for me. Yeah, yeah it works. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what's happened this week and look ahead um, to the last this coming weekend of tennis too. Uh, for Tom Prod and Ed McGrogan, we'll be back a little later. Thanks for listening to Tennis.com Podcast.
You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.